0: I always love to, like, dress up Barbies. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like it was, like, yeah, my yeah, form yeah. of, like, styling, like, mm-hmm. like Barbies. But sure, I felt yeah. like it was, like, I, I was, like, oh, I can't, like, I'm too old for this now. So okay, I was, okay. like, I would, like, hide, like, in my room, like, playing with them. And then if my parents came in, I was, like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay.
1: So. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine Podcast. My name is Matt Landry. And in this 14th episode, I'm here with Katie Goodfellow. Throughout this podcast, we discuss Katie's origin story, styling and set design, and the new era of the creative industries. We also play a brand new Cloud Machine game called On Location. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine podcast. For those who are new to the podcast, Cloud Machine is about the music industry and its stakeholders, meaning everybody that works in it, lives it, loves it, and surrounds it. Our goal is to shine a light on roles, people, and realities of the music industry that are often forgotten or taken for granted. Whether you're someone that's dreaming about making a move in the industry, have some songs recorded and don't know what to do with them, or just a listener that wants to learn more, you're at the right place. This week, I have the immense pleasure of welcoming another friend to the podcast and fellow creative industries grad, Katie Goodfellow.
0: (laughs) Hey Matt, thanks for having me.
1: Hey, thank you. Katie is a freelance stylist and set designer for film and editorial. She's also previously worked as a personal shopper and jewelry designer. Her work for Valley, Scott Hellman, The Beaches, Elio, Teen Vogue, Inkbox, Fashion Magazine, and many, many more can be found on her website, katiegoodfellow.com, and on socials. So without further ado, please welcome Katie Goodfellow to the podcast. All right.
0: Yes. Hi, Katie. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hey,
1: thank you very much for coming. Um, this is cool. Yeah, thanks. It's it's great to have you on. We don't know each other that well. No, it's like this is a new thing.
0: New friends. <laughs>
1: new friends. But
0: I feel like I know you well because I've now met you. Your mom. Like That's we've right. had family hangs. <laughs> That's right.
1: Kitty, no. <laughs> Kitty was just telling me that her her, her partner Mike. Shout out Mike Who already. You know? Oh, I know. I, I've been. I, I've known for a for a while. Uh, didn't believe my mom was was actually my mom.
0: Because your mom is so like young and cool, and he was just like, I feel like I feel like Matt was saying that like it was like we know when people are like, this is my friend, but like they call them mom.
1: <laughs> okay, was, okay, like, no, no, no. Lynn is a is a is a diehard fan. Um, she is a connoisseur of the podcast as well, so I'm sure she'll uh, appreciate this moment. Oh, well, yes.
0: hey, Lynn. Shout out Lynn. Uh, shout out Lynn. <laughs> yes. Another yes. Okay,
1: um, hey, I'm just gonna ask you straight up. This is the first uh, question we always ask everybody at the the Cloud Machine podcast. We do uh, your favorite experience as a fan of the music industry.
0: As a fan,
1: yeah. So like a show or like a interaction or something like that.
0: Uh, you know what? I feel I feel very lucky that like a lot of my friends obviously are involved in the music scene, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I've seen some like. Amazing shows of like bigger artists and stuff, but like I honestly feel like my favorite is like when I see like my friends up there like killing it. Like yeah, um, Mike, my partner, he recently played with uh, Nick Postamus I don't know if you know him. No, I don't. Nick Postamus and he um has like a a band called The Soft Maybes. Uh, so Mike was doing drums for him, and like yeah, it was just so like they were amazing him um Shannon uh Dukes I think her last name is uh and then Mike and uh and a few of our other friends were in it too and like they just sounded so good together they like were just like their their flow is so good mm, and yeah they were just like so electric on stage yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and like when you're friends with someone like you know you chat with them all the time like Y- you know what they're like, but then when you see them on stage, it's just, like, such a, like, cool experience. Yeah. I really love that. I love seeing my friends, like, get up on stage. And and then for, like, someone I haven't seen, or I don't know, um, I went to see Leif Volabek. Do you know who that is? Of
1: course. He's a friend of mine.
0: No way. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to fangirl hard That.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, please. Leaf is, like, a, an amazing artist and... um a, 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 an amazing person as well. No way. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so
0: a couple years ago, um I dragged my friend Perry cuz she didn't know who um who Leaf was at the time and uh, I think he was playing at Mod Club. I think he was playing the Mod <laughs> Club yeah. and I was like just so taken aback by him and like his vibe, his energy like Yeah. yeah he was he's, amazing. He's amazing.
1: Yeah, his band's amazing. Shout out to Um, Olivier Fairfield on the drums, uh, mentor and friend, a great friend as well. Leaf is, if you, if yeah, for me, like one of the best uh live shows in Ontario, at least, yeah, even maybe in the country, is is Leaf Volbeck
0: because you can feel it, you know, like, like you feel like who he is, like his song, right, like everything. I my, I introduced my friend Emily to him, and funny enough, like, a couple of years later, she was like, I found this great artist, Lee Volobeck, that you'd love. I'm like, I introduced you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you get those, for sure, yeah, yeah. For sure. But, oh, no,
0: I love I love him.
1: I love the shout-out. I, I didn't know that we were going to be talking about Lee today, but, like, yeah, he's a uh,
0: Big he's fan, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Do you have,
1: like, a favorite song or his favorite oh, album? Oh,
0: man. Um, Elegy is, like, yeah, one of yeah. my favorite songs of all time. Wow, yeah. Uh, Vancouver time is so yes. good. Oh, um gosh. Oh my god, I, I could honestly go on and on like I he <laughs> yeah. he was like probably my most listened to artist for like years. Yeah. I'm a huge fan.
1: He was mine in 2021, I think. Yeah. Yeah, or 2020 something like that. Pandemic vibes. Anyway.
0: I'm very like into like artists that like y- that are very like honest on stage, like yeah, that sure. you can feel they're like um like you're like I, I feel like I understand where you were when you wrote this music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like I feel like the artist connection, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like I love knowing like why someone did something at a time or why they wrote something, why they got into something. Right. Like,
1: you like this the is, sharing of the story. I do. I, yeah. I love
0: this. I love the story, which is funny because my partner Mike is like not really a, a lyrics guy. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like I he's know, like, yeah, yeah. I know yeah.
1: Those, those type of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, sure. the
0: lyrics don't really, like, matter so much to him. and mm-hmm. But he's a lot more connected to, like, the music as a musician himself. Yeah. And he feels, like, the feeling through the the, the music, the, you know, how people are playing it. And for me, like, I love, I love hearing lyrics. I love listening to, like, sure. what, what someone writes down. Like, yeah, I love yeah, the yeah. songwriter thing, so... Mm.
1: Another uh, question, which is sort of connected to what we're, we've been talking about, is the favorite project you've done.
0: Favorite project I've done? Uh, I would say I have a lot of projects that I'm, like, really proud of for different reasons. Great. But um, some, one that always sticks out kind of in my, in my head is I, I have, like, a long relationship with Scott Hellman. Like, we've yeah. now been working together for, for a few years and, mm-hmm. like, um I was like I was like kind of doing mostly jewelry design for a while there and then when I stopped like he was like one of the first artists I really started like styling kind of full-time after that and so I just kind of have a special connection with him like we're very bonded with like we're like kind of um have this creative connection sort of like we're like kind of always on the same page but stuff or like we're very good friends, so, like, we can be very honest with each other, which makes my job a lot easier, too. Sure. Anyways, um, yeah, a few years ago, he was doing this, like, uh, climate change, uh, a song based around, like, climate change and stuff, and he had his fans write in to this um, anonymous forum of, like, their thoughts on on the topic, and then, and then him and I were kind of just talking, like, what can we do with this, whatever, and so I had this idea to, like, Write all of their comments out on like a jumpsuit, um, to to make it look like newsprint, and it took me like five days. Oh, <laughs> like my gosh, I yeah. literally like in in us with a small sharpie and like the smallest writing, like just like covered this jumpsuit. And then he did a video and um in LA and he performed or and he uh, he shot it in that and yeah, it was just cool because wow. it was just like something that. I, I personally love that sort of thing where I can, like, actually do something, like, customize something or, sure, like, put my yeah. hands to something. And, like, the fact that I got to work on it for a few days, it, and it totally consumed me for a few days. And I was, like – like, it, and maybe it doesn't sound, like, so crazy. It's, like, hey, okay, you wrote all over a jumpsuit, but it's, like, I couldn't screw it up, you know? Yeah, like, sure, everything, sure. Like yeah, everything yeah. had to yeah, be yeah. perfect. Yeah, you
1: were, like, in it for five days. Oh, my so. God.
0: I, like – like – it was funny because it was, I think during the pandemic and I was at my parents' house at the time mm. and my mom would like, my mom saw, she, she was like, you're like barely eating and barely drinking. <laughs> and she would like bring me in a drink. I was like, stay away from this because it's a white jumpsuit. Yeah, jump sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, it was a white jumpsuit too. White oh jumpsuit. my gosh. Like no, no, uh, no like marks at all or anything. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I don't no, know. I, like I, I thought that was a really yeah. cool one and um, it was cool to see people's responses to that and. Uh, I've just had a lot of projects with with him that that have been really, like, creatively fulfilling and fun. And after our first video together, like, his, like, team, like, flew me to New York to, like, shop for his tour and stuff. So we got to spend, like, four days together just, like, shopping. And, yeah, it really bonded us. That's
1: great. I mean, I love that. And I I can understand how... Connected you are to that piece specifically because you spent so much time with it, and then also the fan recognition before and the interaction as well between the fans uh, sending that stuff in, and then you writing it all down, and then it's in the video, and then yeah, all that stuff. And it's great that you have that connection with Scott as well.
0: Yeah, and then I was like reading their comments, and like I was really taking it in because I was writing it all out and stuff, and I, yeah. I was just like really. Yeah, like I was so impressed with like all the things they had to say, and like everyone was so thoughtful about like their responses mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was just a cool project overall. It yeah, was like that's awesome. so many different hands in it, you know.
1: Jeez. Well, anyway, shout out to Scott Hellman. Shout wow. out to Scott Hellman. And, Love um, you, Scott. And also Callum Maudsley.
0: Yes, and uh, Callum. Uh, good. Uh, Callum's good the best. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. great. Yeah, he's really yeah. Great. You know, I really admire Callum for like he's like s- such a good um he. Okay, he's so. I saw one of your questions that oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to mention that you sent me the questions. Or?
1: Oh yeah, please. yeah. Okay, There's this pre-interview. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we I sent Katie questions today. Okay, okay, answer. okay.
0: So, anyways, he um no, but I saw that you were asked a question about like music and then the music business and like sure. I feel like Callum is someone who's like done a really good job at like navigating the music business. Like I've seen him. He's also, like, fairly young for, like, how much success he has. And, like, I've seen him, like, navigate these, like, business conversations and stuff in such a natural way. And, like, yeah. I'm really, like, I, I find it really impressive. Yeah.
1: Going into this next question, which is another question that we always ask somebody, is the reflection on this quote here. Music and music business are two different things. Um, specifically for you, not always working on, like, music all the time. Mm-hmm. Um but what's your first instinct when you hear that? And even like the business part of even all just different creative industries that you're part of. Um what are what are your what's your view on the business part versus the more artistic part and the balance between between the two?
0: Um well I feel like it's like anytime you're like an artist doing anything like mm-hmm. if you're a designer or you're a musician or whatever like when you get to a place where you decide that you want to make this your life and you want to be able to, like, make money off it and stuff, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be things that kind of suck, you know? (laughs) It's not because, for me anyways, and, like, I know a lot of my friends who are musicians feel this way too, that, like, we all started because we were just, like, we were passionate about what we did and, Mm -hmm. like, we were doing it anyway, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you get to a point where it's, like, there is a part of it where you have to like sell yourself and you have to like be able to network and you know um Mm -hmm. and then like I have to have a lot of uncomfortable conversations because I'm I'm a freelancer I don't have like a manager right now or an agency so when it comes to money conversations like I'm I'm trying to get better at that but like it's difficult for sure because a lot of my clients become my really good friends like I was just talking about like you know scots are my best friends like valley like all of these people are like i really love them and care about them yeah and i find it extremely awkward to like have to you know charge a price for something that i'm that i know that i am deserving of yes but at the same time oh my
1: gosh
0: uh, you know at the same time it's like it's tough sometimes Mm.
1: i relate to that Every single word that you just said was definitely relatable um in the sense that like especially when you said you become really good friends with these people, um especially if you're recur like you're doing recurring work with them um and yeah, no it's it's one of the hardest things for me in general in just in just my life right now, yeah, it's just like being like, oh well, yeah, I am deserving of of that, but of that, yeah, but like, I also don't want them to spend too much money.
0: That's the thing, yeah. Because
1: it's, like, it's, like, a thing where it's, like, oh, well, I could do this for this other number because we're friends. But it's, like, okay, well, then, that will that number be spoken about with somebody else kind of thing? Yeah. Or it's, like, okay, yeah, it's, like.
0: No, exactly. Yeah. And, like, I had a really hard time, like, when I was starting out, but also, honestly, also now. Like, yeah. where I, like. I'm constantly, like, a, a big part of my styling is, like, vintage clothes, yeah. um, and the tough part about that is that, like, I've now found, like, places I can do rentals from and stuff like that, like, shout out Nuvarish Vintage, like, mm. she's one of my big um, rental places, she rents me a lot of stuff for bands, but before that, I was, like, you know, I'd I couldn't I just didn't want to go into malls and buy a bunch of stuff you know that's not where that's not what I felt like that's not where I felt like I thrived as a stylist so I was often like thrifting and buying vintage and whatever and then I'd sell it to my clients and stuff um right but then there was stuff that like I would just have and then not be selling and stuff and then and then sometimes like someone would feel really connected to a piece and I'd be like Oh yeah, that looks amazing on you. Like just keep it, you know. Uh, I still do that. Like Valley will tell you I, I do that with them all the time. I'm like sure, I'm like yeah. I, yeah, like just keep it whatever. And and it's really hard for me not to do that because mm. I just like like I really love when someone feels a connection to something I put on them. Right. And like I'm like yeah, you should have that, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah but at the same time like that's like just not sustainable no, like i'm yeah, never yeah, going to yeah, be able yeah. to survive in this business if i'm like just take everything you know so sure. but yeah like i have a hard time like i just have a hard time like putting putting my price on things and then like but i feel like everyone in this business struggles with that and
1: yeah it's something that you also learn what others are doing but also how you're doing yourself it's like you like even out of out of negotiations and conversations, I'm like, ah, oh, I should have done this better, or sh- I should have said something different, or I should have texted something different, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's like on email, and it's like, well, you said this, and I'm like, ah, I did. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We, uh, 14th episode of the Cloud Machine Podcast with Katie Goodfellow. Woot woot. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is topic one, Katie's origin story. Yes. So, again, we don't know that much about each other. We're just, like, kind of learning through this podcast episode, actually. Yeah. Um, Where did you grow up?
0: So, I grew up in Uxbridge, which is, okay. um you familiar?
1: I am a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's uh, about an hour outside of the city, yeah. small town. Um, It's funny because, like, it's not that far from the city, but, like, I'll tell people, oh, yeah, I'm from Uxbridge, and people are like, well, where's that? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And that's...
0: And by Stouffville, like I feel like yeah, everyone yeah, knows okay, Stouffville. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's where I grew up, and then moved downtown for to go to Ryerson okay. or TMU now. TMU, right? yes, yeah, that's TMU. right.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And what were you like as a kid? If you had to describe your like kind of growing up, um, we were just recently just now talking about introverts versus extroverts and whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: what were you like as a kid? I would say that like. I would say I'm, like, an extroverted introvert. Like, I, so I'm really close to my family. Yeah. And, like, my mom, which seems to be similar for you. You're very close with your mom. Like, Mm -hmm. my mom, I would say, is definitely, like, my soulmate. Yeah, sure, yeah. Like, I feel like, she's, like, the one person I feel, like, the most, like, when, when I don't see her for a long period of time, I don't even feel myself. Like, sure, I'm okay. very connected wow, wow, to wow. her. Yeah. So, honestly, like, gr- growing up, um, you know, I had friends and stuff, but, like, I was always very content being with my mom. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I actually did, um, when I was growing up, I did Taekwondo for, like, 10 years. Whoa. <laughs> and I went to nationals a bunch of times and stuff. <laughs> so, like, that was, like, yes. basically, like, my childhood. Like, I... I was very in into Taekwondo and um, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I, I, I have my uh, yellow stripe in Taekwondo. That's oh yeah, a, a very very fun fact.
0: Yellow stripes. Um, so you only you only went the first uh... <laughs> <laughs> literally,
1: literally, like months. Not even uh, not even a long time.
0: That's funny. Yeah, yeah, no third degree black belt. So whoa, yeah, so that was kind of like <laughs> I, I like I, I that was like my focus like growing up. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like you know on. on most of my day, days and, like, a lot of weekends and stuff, I was, like, in the gym or, like, training or, like, oh. going to a tournament and stuff. And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Okay, so when did, like, styling and more, like, visual kind of arts get into, like, your life? Was that was that always a thing? Like, in your family, like was was there people in the industry was it like was your mom like in the in the industry or like would
0: uh no so my mom is like honestly in another lifetime she should have been like a uh, interior designer or something like okay. she's yep. so like she has such good taste she's mm. like like everyone comes into our house and is like wow like this is like she just has something special about like she can just put stuff together, like, okay. it's very impressive. But she never went into that for a career. Okay. um, But I'd say she is very creative. Like, her and my dad are often, like, finding, like, old furniture and stuff and, like, refurbishing them uh, and, like, yeah, so... That's awesome. But uh, I honestly, like, I've always, like, I always spent a lot of time, like, on my bedroom floor, like, making stuff, like, making crafts, like, um, drawing, writing, like, I've always been very creative, like, that's always been, like, basically, like, my safe place, like, when, right, I'm, when I'm feeling, when I was always feeling, like, um, anxious or something, like, I would just, like, want to be, like, alone, like, doing something creatively, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, mm-hmm. I've, all, I, I feel like I've always been that way, and, mm-hmm. um, and then it's funny, because, like, I feel like when I was, like, 11 or 12, I was, like, I knew people weren't really, like, playing with, like, Barbies anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I always loved to, like, dress up Barbies. Yeah. Like, it was, like, my form of, like, styling, like, like Barbies. But I felt like it was, like, I was, like, oh, I can't, like, I'm too old for this now. So okay, I would, okay. like, I would, like, hide, like, in my room, like, playing with them. And then if my parents came in, I was, like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. So did
1: you have, like, a trunk of, like, Barbie oh, costumes? Oh, like, yeah. 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 Like, yeah.
0: I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: if you had are you well are you excited for the Barbie movie
0: yeah yes and no like I wasn't a huge like Barbie fan I don't Barbie, think right, right, like right, I just yeah. liked to dress things yeah like, yeah
1: sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool
0: I don't
1: know <laughs> no that's great yeah that's all your, probably all your, really like, lame teen friends are gonna be like
0: everyone's gonna be like oh my god that's so lame <laughs>
1: Did you have any other friends that would like also partake or was it like?
0: That was like a solo endeavor, but okay. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's funny, no, like a lot of my, um, like a lot of my best friends that I grew up with are still my best friends to this day. Right, yeah. Um, I'm really, I'm really lucky that way. Like a lot of my, like I grew up with such amazing people and, um, mm. and I feel really blessed to like have grown up in Oxbridge cause like it's a small town and like sometimes that like has its own problems where you like. I guess you're less exposed to things sometimes, yeah. but I feel like I had a really good community of people around me that, um, like, my family was always, you know, good about just being aware and, like, talking about things. And then, um, and I had some, like, really amazing friends. And, yeah, mm. again, they're, like, still, like, some of my best friends. So, yeah, yeah. I, I feel very fortunate with my.
1: I completely feel you. I'm from Sudbury, Ontario. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, um,
0: Okay, because you grew up with Julian. Yeah, is yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So he was a couple years older than I am, or he, well, I guess he is still. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we both grew up in the French community. Okay. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he was a couple years older and went to uh, like a, just like a Catholic French school. Okay. I went to a public school, French school. And we only knew each other like at the very, very end of, of, of his high school. Um but, yes, so grew up growing up in that community, like, uh, for me, like, my whole life has always been about, like, the village is what we call it, and, like, the people around. Yeah. Family and, and just the family itself. and
0: So that makes sense then why you, like, are drawn to doing something like this where you're talking with people and, like, you know, yeah. bringing people into that, like, community. and Yeah,
1: totally. And, like, just talking about others and, like, shining a light on other people. I think the, well, the goal, the primary goal of this podcast is talking to people Uh, And putting them on a platform that, uh, sorry, talking to people that don't necessarily have the platform to speak always. Yeah. um, And to shine a light on their work and um, also to educate others on what's possible. Yeah. And for for me, it's it's always been like really about that. Yeah. Um, What was high school like? Just to go back into the, these questions I have on the pre-interview document. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> now that we've talked about it, no, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now
1: that we've talked about it, I'll try. it. Like, here it is. So. Yeah. Um, but what was what was high school like for you? So you had these best friends. Did you grow yeah. up with them, like, throughout high school? Instead, did you go to the same school?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, one, like, um, big high school uh, yeah. in Xbridge. And, and, yeah, uh, my brother is, like, he's, like, 18 months older than me. Yeah, so he well, was, like, only a year older than me in school. Right. Um, so that was kind of funny because, you know, a lot of, we had, we had a mix of like the same friends sort of, and yeah, we'd yeah, go to yeah. the same parties and sure, then, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, when totally. you're like, when you're like going to parties in high school, like, and like you're young, like people are like talking, whatever. And like, if <laughs> if I was like talking to one of my brother's friends, he would get like so mad. Like he was very much the, the like protective okay, older brother. Right, 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 right. Um, so yeah. <laughs> but he's the best. Uh, yeah. Shout out my brother Brandon. Hey,
1: there you go. Um, w- was there anything in high school because if 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 I relate to you here growing up in a fairly small town um, what were the arts resources like in high school? Like did it did it speak to you in that way? Like were there resources or like programs or like any classes that I was like really like like even just thinking about now yeah. Would you, like, associate a class to, like, what you're doing now kind of thing in high school? Or even, like, a teacher. For me, though, like, a lot of teachers were also very influential.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, Uxbridge is actually a pretty, like, artsy town, I would say. Okay, yeah. Um, so there, were, there was a lot of, like, arts and stuff around, but mm-hmm. I took, like, a sewing class in, in high school. I have to admit, like, I was never the best student. So, like, sure. anything that, like, I really wanted to, like, learn or, like figure out I kind of like had to really like be like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do this right right, right. so like even like my sewing class I was kind of just like man I don't really care and then (laughs) and now I'm like I wish I listened more but uh but yeah no there there definitely were like like arts classes and stuff I wasn't heavily like involved I don't think um I don't know like I I went on this I I guess I went on, like, an arts trip in high school where we went to New York. And, like, that was the first time I saw the, like, Alexander McQueen um, fashion exhibit. And that was, like, huge for me. Like, that really, like, made an impact. And so I had experiences in high school. But I think I – now looking back, I wish there was more. Like, I wish – I wish – I didn't – when I was – I think I said this to you the other day that, like – I didn't know that, like, styling or costume design or anything yes. like that was a job. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. know that. Sure. So I I guess I wish that there was more of that because I left high school being like, I don't know, I guess I'll do this, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I guess I'll go into creative industries because that sounds like pretty, you know, could be a bunch of different things. Yeah, yeah I have no general idea what I'm kind of do.
1: thing, arts, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. so...
0: So, yeah, I, I wish that there was, like, people that, like, I saw doing stuff that I could actually, like, see myself doing. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah. And I didn't
0: have that until I left, um, until I got downtown and I was, like, at Ryerson and stuff. And then and then I wasn't liking my program, so I was like, what else is out there? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, totally, and then yeah. I started finding things yeah. that, yeah.
1: So coming out of high school, um, you went to the Creative Industries Program at Ryerson, now TMU, um, and you said you liked it, you didn't like it. You didn't graduate, so that so that whoa, was, whoa, whoa. sorry, 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 no, you did graduate, no, but. No,
0: I, no, no, yeah, no, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm sorry, dad, my dad's going to listen to this, because I was on the phone with him earlier before I came, and he's like, let me know when this comes out, so yeah. I'm sorry, dad, because that was very tough on our relationship that mm, I didn't finish, sure. um, he was dis- really disappointed, but yeah, so I went, I went to Ryerson for Creative Industries, you went there too. Yes. When I went, it was the first year for the program, which was crazy because like, and again, like I came out of high school being like, "All right, like now what?" Like, <laughs> yeah. and and I actually had conversations with my um, my my mom and dad and my guidance counselor being like, "I don't know if I'm re- like ready. Like maybe I should like take a year off and like travel or something." But at the end of the day, it just felt like okay, all my friends are going to school. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I should probably do it and sure. like figure it out and just you know. Get get it done, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, we went to like we went to do the like um, what is it, university like uh,
1: like a tour, like orientation kind of thing, like um,
0: like fair or something. University fair, yeah, yeah, You know, where you go to the different like booths booths, Yeah. So that's how we found out about Creative Industries. I was there with my family and Mm. like I met like the the dean of the program and uh, and he's like. Oh yeah, talking about creative industries. My parents were like, "It's perfect for you," and so I was like, "Okay, I guess like this this is what I'm gonna do." But yeah, honestly, like it sounded cool at the time because I could take like um, fashion, business, and communication, and I felt like it could kind of give me like you know a bunch of different things to then to then figure it out. Totally. My issue with it was that I felt like it wasn't hands on enough. Like Mm -hmm. i I really do not that I wish I had did something different because, again, like, I feel like you make the decisions you make for a reason, like, yeah, yeah, life yeah, takes yeah. you on the path you're supposed to do and stuff, but um, but yeah, I did wish that I had some, like, a program that, like, I was, like, feeling like I was maybe making something or doing right, something that I, I was, like...
1: Tangible, yeah. like, things or products or, like, stuff like that. Or, yeah. Yeah, pieces.
0: Yeah. Dang. But because of that, I was, like, not enjoying it, and yes. then it made me go, like, okay, what what can I do to like be able to enjoy my life at this point? So <laughs> right. I was like, I started like finding internships and stuff and I ended up having so many internships during university, great. which was great. Cause like, it was like when you're in the field and actually doing it, that's hmm. when you figure out like what you want. Right. Cause like, yes, going into university, I thought that I would end up working at a fashion magazine. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, that's the goal. Like, and then I got an internship at fashion magazine and then got a bit of work with them after. And, um, um, I realized it was very much not for me. Right, right, right. So, but you don't know that until you actually try it, you know. It's
1: totally true. Especially especially in a program like that where it's like you talk about the industry so much and then you get into a role and it's not at all like you expected it. Yeah. It's like, wait. Were
0: yeah. they lying
1: or was it just all subjective?
0: Yeah, well, like- <laughs> yeah, and and for me it's like I think my mom actually knew Like, I would always talk, oh, I'm going to work at a fashion magazine. And my mom was always like, are you sure? Like, I think she always knew it probably wouldn't be for me just because, Mm. like, I like, I guess, fashion. But it's not really, like, like, I love working with, like, artists, creatives and stuff. And, like, finding your personal style of, like, what makes you feel the best. Like, Mm -hmm. what can help someone, like, feel the most confident, and, Mm. like, that's not always to do with, like, the, the latest and greatest designer, you know what I mean? And I felt like when I was, like, at the fashion magazine, like, I remember going to a shoot and, like, everyone was, like, in, like, heels and, like, decked out and like, you know, these beautiful outfits, and I was, like, I just don't feel like this is, like, where I fit. Right. And no, like, no shade to that, because, like, that's awesome and, like, you know, but, yeah, just I I figured out like, okay, this is not my vibe, like mm-hmm. what is? And then I ended up like getting some work on like some music videos and stuff. And I was like, oh. I was like, I would I would do this for free. So like sure, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. so yes. that's a pretty good sign. Yeah. <laughs> a lot lately, a lot over the last year, I've been like having to remind myself, like check in with myself of like, okay, why did I start? Like what did, what what did I get in this for? Sure. You know? Yeah, because yeah. it is hard. Like what we were saying about the music business. You know, there's like a lot of things that aren't that are hard, like sure. And and I feel like remembering why you started and like having that inspiration, like when you're an artist or creative, like it's everything. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, great great segue into our next okay, thing. There all we right. Go. It's topic two: styling and set design. You you just you just said uh, influences references why yep. you're doing it. Yeah. So what were your like first influences even some like references for you and even now? Yeah. Just like I I put in my notes movies, artists, costume designers, fashion, certain pieces. What yeah. w- w- what's like inspiring you right now?
0: Yeah. Well, like like uh, when I said that I went to um when I was in high school, I went on that arts trip to New York mm-hmm. and I saw that Alexander McQueen exhibit. It was like there was like a dress um in the case where they were like It was, like, they did a, there was a fashion show where this dress got painted, like, um, during the show, and it was, like, it felt like an installation piece more Mm. than even, like, um, more than even, like, a dress, and I was, like, this is so cool, like, I just felt like I was, like, seeing, I don't know, like, looking into someone's, like, like world and, and creative vision and stuff, and so, you know, that was, like, I was, like, so taken with that. And then, yeah, like, when I was in school, like, again, like, I had that period where I was, like, oh, what am I going to do next? Or, yeah. like, I'm not really enjoying it and stuff. And, like, I don't know. I've always been very inspired by, like, by, like, authenticity with people of, like, why they're doing stuff. Like, I remember walking into – you had on um, the sheet earlier that I worked at Nice Jewelry. And, like, yeah. when I met her, she was, like, had a small little location in Kensington Market. And it was, like, walking into someone's, uh, like, bedroom. It was, like, so cute and, like, so special. Like, there was, like, chains, like, hanging from, like, the walls. And, like, it it was, like, a very DIY space. But I was, like, I could just feel, like, I could feel why she started it in there. And I was, like, so inspired by that. And so, uh, yeah, like, my inspirations. And then I guess, yeah, I've always been very inspired by, like, like people that are super passionate about what they're doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I think I'm drawn to working with artists too. Like, you know, I love uh, when someone like has a vision for themselves, or like, mm. you know, when they're super passionate, and then we can kind of like collab and make this like bigger thing. Some of my um, like, like I'm trying to move more into costume design yeah, right now, yeah, sure, yeah. and like, s- like one of my big inspirations is um a costume designer uh, based out of New York. Her name is Mayako Belize. Okay uh she's an incredible costume designer, and like has a similar story where like she like you know didn't have a ton of money starting out to like buy designer and stuff, so mm-hmm. she was like thrifting stuff and like like using vintage and and then she started getting like bigger budgets and but she's always kind of kept that signature style of like it being kind of really cool and like unique mm-hmm. and uh and yeah, she did the movie uncut gems, oh my gosh yeah yeah, yeah she, she's she's yeah. like just amazing yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I have a few people that I really like look towards that way and yeah, and sure. again like when I feel in a funk of like uh what's next or like oh why would I start or whatever like I do think it's super important to have people that you can like look to and be like okay I really admire what they're doing mm-hmm. and I can see myself in that in that job yeah you know
1: 100% yeah I feel the same way about all that stuff
0: yeah what about you why did you get started can, can I ask oh that?
1: yeah sure <laughs> um uh well my dad's an artist okay uh he's a singer songwriter so that's that's always the first reference I go to um just for inspiration and why I'm doing this uh but throughout my life I've had so many so many different inspirations as well from people in the community in Sudbury um growing up in the French community in Sudbury specifically art scene French art scene um I have like some very like big mentors of mine that I've I've, I've now had the opportunity to work with throughout the years. Um what shout out like a Steph Paquette or like a Dave Poulain or um a lot of these there's just a lot of these individuals that have really impacted me. Um also my mom was a huge inspiration. Um she uh, we always joke or joked and still do today that she uh, a lot of people ask her if she plays an instrument or something. We always say we all we've always said that she played the radio. That was like the joke. Yeah. But,
0: um, my mom too. She yeah, would like yeah, yeah. do like um, we would like uh, every Sunday we'd be in the car driving somewhere and she'd put on like uh, Q one hundred seven because they mm-hmm. had like classic rock Sundays or whatever. And yeah, my mom yeah. would like test me, me and my brother like of our knowledge on like who was yeah, playing and yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny
1: yeah. But all to say is that like she's such an inspiration um still today like we we work together on a lot of different things but um she's definitely like the number one like pioneer of 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 my career but also um like the number one fan mm. by far like we were just in boston and she flew out to boston to um. come see the Elio show she also brought the the whole family down last weekend to see, to to see the Elio show in toronto as well and Um, always there on socials as well. Like even like the Valley crew knows my mom because of her social presence and like all that stuff. Like it's, it's, it's pretty wild.
0: That's amazing. Uh,
1: and it, for heroes and stuff, my biggest inspiration is Questlove.
0: Okay, cool. um, From the
1: roots. Cool. Um, and from so many other things, I think like his multi hyphenate kind of uh, CV uh, portfolio thing is such an inspiration to me because I, I, I see myself in many years or whatever, not necessarily only working in music. Yeah. And that's, like, one of the bigger things.
0: And I guess that's, like, Um, I wonder if you feel the same with, like, being drawn to creative industries. Like, one of one of the reasons I was drawn to that program in the first place was, like, I liked that idea of, like, it not just being one thing. Yeah. And, and like, and I also feel that, like, as much as I'm, like, um, oh, maybe the program wasn't for me, it's, like, I do appreciate that they were really trying to, like, let you know and, like, help you understand that, like, you don't have to pick one thing. No, yeah. And I think that's the world we're living in now too. Yes.
1: I was just about to say I think like in 2023 to really succeed and to have a long career, I don't think um, there can be like the um I don't even know how to call that. Like, call these people it, but the the you need to be a jack of all trades now. You need to be you able do, to yeah. do a bunch of different things including the business side of things
0: yeah. as well. Yeah. So
1: it's it's honestly it's one of the biggest reasons why I went to creative industries in that I could have gone to performance school. I did all my d- auditions and stuff. Um but I felt like getting a more of a, of the business like bag would be better for me long term. Yeah. I think it's 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 uh, been very fruitful so far, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're killing it. Yeah, I can tell you. you're killing it. Thanks. Um but yeah, no, there's so many, I could talk forever about the inspirations and, and, and my hero is what I call them. Like all, like my Mount Rushmore kind of yeah. thing of, of, of people. It, it goes beyond the music as well.
0: And do you find that like, and going back to your mom being like so supportive and stuff. Yeah. Do you find that because you have that, like, did it make it feel more possible for you to live a life that's oh a little more out of the norm?
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I, I still feel sometimes like I, I'm invincible.
0: Yeah. Um that's you know yeah that's that's really special that you have that like that you have that you know mm-hmm. someone on your team being like you can do this like keep going cuz i think a lot of people don't have that too and Yeah
1: no very lucky um yeah, yeah. i've never thought about it like that and it's very special actually yeah um i know she's going to cry when she she Aww. hears that um you're going to make me cry yeah. <laughs> No, but, uh, no, honestly, like, I think, like, my, my, specifically my parents and the people around us, like, throughout, like, sorry, throughout, like, just my childhood and still even now, like, I, I wouldn't be able to do anything without, uh, without that journey and without the village. Yeah. Vi- hashtag village is all, always used. Yeah. In, uh, in, in the, in the posts and stuff. Uh-huh.
0: Um,
1: but anyway, going back to you, yes. Katie, <laughs> um,
0: also, if I look li- if I look shaky on camera, I just want to note for everyone. It is cold <laughs> in here it and I'm wearing cold. a jacket that's very um it's not good for um to be on the microphone yeah, it's, it's like, like a, very it's like, spl- sh- like splish splashy <laughs> and I've learned <laughs> that flashy. I've learned that from doing costumes because like i I did this um this series the first season of it and I just came back into the second season of it and my the notes that they gave me coming back were. Yeah, like we loved like the leather jackets and stuff, but like for sound, it was not yeah. like we gotta cut those.
1: <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, um, it goes into some of the things I've got on my page again. Hey. What are you? Are you like watch? Yeah, yeah. we're
0: just we're connecting. Um,
1: <laughs> what is what is styling to you, and what does the word what does that what does that mean? I think you t- you touched on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is your process like as well?
0: Mm-hmm two big
1: questions. Um,
0: yeah, so styling really to me is like helping people find what makes them feel the most themselves. I I would mm, say, yeah. you know, and and um and making people feel like really good and really confident in what they're wearing. Yeah. And I think there's like a misconception that like when you're a stylist, you're like you know, it's all about what's the coolest, latest thing, and, you know, who's the hottest designer, and, like, all this stuff, and to me, like, it's not really so much been about that. Like, obviously, there's, like, like, I like certain trends, and, like, there's certain designers I really like and stuff like that, but, like, at the end of the day, yeah, to me, I'm just, like, I really, like, I, I, I got into it because for me getting dressed at a young age, it was, like, one of my, greatest joys of like putting on clothes and like for me like if I wasn't wearing something I felt good in it honestly ruined my whole day like I didn't Mm. even feel I didn't feel myself and and I and that's like I feel like that can be taken as kind of silly but to me it's like it's just like that's how much clothes are a part of my identity it's how I express myself it's how I always have like you know and and I just, like, I got into styling kind of naturally, honestly, but, like, now it's, like, I realize that why I do it is just to make people feel, like, su- super confident so they can do a better job. Like, when I'm working with performers, like, it's about them feeling so great that when they go on stage or when they're in their video or something, you can feel that from them. Yeah, you and know? they're not
1: thinking about it, too.
0: And they're not worried about yeah, it. Yeah, they're yeah, not, yeah, like, yeah. oh, do I look silly in this and stuff because they have... A stylist saying like, "Yes, this is like. Let me help you accomplish the look that you want to you want to achieve here, and let me help you do it in a way that you can feel super confident sure, in." Sure, yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's like um, that's, that's what styling is to me, and yeah, that's yeah. why I got into it. Sure. What was your second
1: question? My, my second question is, what is your process like?
0: Oh, yeah, so my process. So, uh, so it's funny because I'm actually working. With uh, a band on Wednesday that I have, I've met, but I've never worked with before. And the videos actually come together quite quickly, so there hasn't been a lot of notice and stuff. And sure. something like that, like I, th- I, th- I'm pretty sure because they've sent along some references and stuff. And I think, I think it should be fine because I have a good understanding of who they are. I think already, mm-hmm. but I really prefer to meet people before I style them, just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always super intimidating going into a job and, like, not really having that face-to-face, like, connection or, like, interaction with someone first. Like, I think one of the reasons, like, how I mentioned Scott before and, like, our relationship is so good because, like, he's become one of my best friends from working Mm -hmm. with him. And because of that, like, we have this trust there where, like, it's just – it feels like I don't get nervous going into a job with him because – we're honest with each other, and I I also know, like, I know him so well, like, I know what he'll like, and I know what he won't, so I guess, anyway, going back to my process, it's like, it's like, sometimes it's difficult going into a job blind without really knowing people, because I do think that, like, having that connection is important, but I have people send me photo references, Um, we usually have an initial call, and Mm -hmm. have a conversation about what they're looking to achieve with their, with their wardrobe, whether it's for a video, and they want to do something kind of, something a little different, or a little quirky, or whether it's, like, shopping for tour looks, where they want to, like, have a very cohesive wardrobe that will make sense for the show they're putting on, um, yeah, so, so that's kind of where I start. Yeah. And then and then after we have that initial kind of, like, dialogue and I get those references and mm-hmm. and we have that conversation, then uh, I start, like, reaching out to different, whether it's designers or whether it's um, my rental companies or whatever and start sourcing the actual pieces.
1: Sure.
0: And then, and then I always prefer to do a fitting first before the job, but sometimes it doesn't always happen depending on timeline. So sometimes I'll show up and have a lot more pulls than we'll, than we're going to need. And then we do kind of a fitting before the the day, but, yeah. and then, but I do prefer fittings because I also do a lot of like alterations and, um, okay. and I Yourself. do, yeah. And cool. I do customizing stuff myself. Yeah, yeah. So I do always prefer that because yeah, you never know like what a garment's going to look like until it's on the person. And yeah. then it, it always probably usually could l- use a little bit of a tweak I mm. find. So Yeah.
1: Styling versus set design. Yeah. Because I know that those two are are very, are in your, the first sentence of your bio.
0: Yeah, which is funny because I haven't updated my bio in a while. (laughs) And I'd say, I'd say now I'm more so like a stylist and, um, and costume designer. And I less, I do less set design, but, Mm. but honestly, the reason I got into set design was because, I don't know if you know Kat Kwan. K no, Kwan?
1: I, no, I don't.
0: Okay, Kat Kwan is um, she's a photographer. Her and her partner Kyle uh, Lauren, who also is a photo- amazing photographer, video videographer, everything. They can literally do everything. They're a power Chow? couple. So they were based out of Toronto, okay. and uh, then they they had adju- they just moved to Arizona. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, Kat's actually been a huge part of my creative journey because i met her for the first time when i when i mentioned that i went to new york with scott yeah yeah she was the uh photographer working with him on tour okay and um and i remember meeting her because i was a little nervous i didn't know scott that well at that time and Mm -hmm. i and i got to new york and then and then and then she came in and it was like a breath of fresh air. Like, okay. we just, like, I, I don't know yeah. if she feels this way about me, but sure. I immediately was like, oh, I love, like, I love this girl. <laughs> right, 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 right. So she's an incredible photographer and director and everything, and her and I then started working a lot together, like, um, working with a lot of local artists and stuff, mm. and and then, honestly, I kind of started doing set design because her and I would work with, like, small budgets, and we were, like, pretty much two people well and then kyle would work with us a lot too but we were pretty much like doing so many roles (laughs) you know like trying to do a full video and um photo shoot and everything like just with three of us basically yeah so that's kind of how i got into set design because i was like oh i have an interest in this and like i'll i could probably do this too and Um, I used to do, like, when I had my jewelry company, too, like, we would put on, like, um, shows, and I Mm -hmm. would, like, do, like, kind of floral installations, like, hanging from the ceiling and stuff like that, so just, like, doing stuff like that, it kind of led me into that, but basically, yeah, I kind of got into that because, like, of budget things, and and it was fun.
1: Is it something that you're shutting the door on, or is it something that you're always be sort of interested in?
0: I think it's, like... I am actually really interested in creative direction as well. Yeah. And oh I think gosh. that, yeah, and I think that, like, if I were to, like, I think eventually, like, I would also enjoy heading, heading more in that direction. And mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of like what we were saying of, like, being, like, the jack of all trades. Like, if I can um, be a stylist and then I can also come up with the set design and stuff, then I think it's only more beneficial. I will say when I was starting out, a lot of people – especially, like, at agencies and stuff, they were saying, like, it's really good to pick your thing and focus on that. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of gone back and forth with that. And I think where I've landed is just that, like, I just feel like I've always had a vision of doing something different than what I've necessarily seen being done. And so I'm like, if I feel the passion to do it, I'm going to do it, you know? And I don't don't think I'm going to limit myself just because people are like, have a focus, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's harder to, to do the jack-of-all-trades thing when you have representation because they're representing exactly. you in specific areas. Exactly. And it's sort of hard to co- sort of represent pitch. Um, but I think the industry is going to have to change.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and and honestly, like, I don't know. I've thought about, like, different ideas of agencies and management and stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, I right now, it's, like, I kind of like having that freedom of, like, if I'm getting kind of bored of styling or something, then I can do something else. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or, like, it's, like, a, yeah, there's yep. no, there's kind of no limit. It's whatever you want it to be.
1: Yeah. Um, You told me a couple nights ago um, that you really wanted to talk to people that really wanted to get into the industry. Oh, yeah. And and you mentioned it even on this podcast. It, you would have, you would have liked more, I guess, resources or just even some, just general discussion around the topic of just styling in general. Um, do you have any tips and tricks for people just going into it and or thinking about it?
0: Yeah, I think so. When I got into it again, like I didn't really know that a stylist was really a job, and then, yeah. and then I remember my friend started like assisting. A stylist and, like, let me know. I think it was for an internship or something, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll reach out, too. And then that's that was kind of my first taste of it. Yeah. But I, I worked with a lot of stylists coming up that um that were doing a lot of commercial work where it was, like, go to the mall and, like, buy a bunch of things and, and then do returns after and stuff. And it made me kind of not want to get into it, to be honest yeah, with yeah, you, because that sure. was just, like, so far from what I wanted to do and Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't enjoy that really yeah um so i guess like i i feel like i had to like discover a lot of things on my own in a way where like yeah again like the whole vintage thing i was buying a lot of stuff and then and then just having to like hopefully like someone will buy it or something or i'm just gonna have this big collection of stuff whatever um i kind of making my own little like collection of stuff at, at a point and then and then I realized that, like, there are vintage sellers in the city that are willing to have stylists pull their stuff and put it on artists, and that changed everything for me, because sure, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm not gonna have to, like, be necessarily buying a bunch of stuff outright, like, I can pay a rental fee or whatever it is, and, like, and, and use people's stuff, so so I would say, like, if, y- if you're interested in it, I think, like, making well, knowing why you want to get into it in the first place is important, you know, and and what you're like, where your heart lies, I think is important. And mm-hmm. then, I think like just making connections with people and like, you know, I every time I like go into a an, into a shop that I like, now I'm like, hi, I'm Katie. I'm I work as a stylist and costume designer. Do you ever allow for rentals? You know, because. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing you have to do, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was really intimidating when I started because I was like, I don't want to insult people by asking if I can like pull their stuff or, or I don't know if you know. Yeah, the whole thing. (laughs) It's the whole thing. The whole thing was very unknown to me. So, but yeah, anyways, I guess just like yeah, finding people you admire too, and like trying to uh, trying to assist and trying to get experience because I don't think you'll actually know if you enjoy something until you're actually like out there trying it and doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 'Cause there's a lot of things about the job that also like are really tough yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Going into a very similar kind of thing here, what would you what would you have wanted to know about this career or this these roles um that you now know?
0: Um Okay, a couple of things that I've like really struggled with are like one is like I have a hard time not taking things to heart like so if if I'm working with a client and like say things don't necessarily fit like we haven't had a fitting prior and I've never worked with them or something mm-hmm. um which ha- which happens you know like you know again you never know how a garments gonna fit and if it's a last minute thing there's no time to do alterations and whatever and you mm-hmm. can only pull so much and that will like keep me up at night, literally. Like, if if I feel like I've like failed like the client or like haven't made someone happy, and like, cause I'm I'm just trying to make people feel confident in clothes, you know? Yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So if I can't do that, then I feel like I failed at my job. And I think that like what I'm actively trying to work on now is like just trying to take things less personally, and not even less personally, but like trying to let things go. You know it. If you, it's, it's like with any job, if you have a bad day at work, you need to get to a place where you can walk away and 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 leave it at work. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing something that you like love for a living or again, like what we were saying earlier, where it's like I would I would do this anyways. Sometimes there's that thing where you're like. You're so attached to it, you know, there's like there's just no disconnect from your your life outside of your work, mm-hmm. it's all one. No,
1: yeah. How's so your that's work, one thing. How is your work-life balance?
0: It's non-existent. Like, yeah. and I think especially, honestly, for the last year, I've really been struggling with that because, so I had a studio on Gary before. Yes. Um, and then, like, right above the root down. Mm-hmm. Christine um, worked Yeah, 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 Christine. And the, oh, oh, how do you know Christine? Oh, Julian. Julian, yeah, yeah. Um, shout out Christine. Woo. I took over her spot in the studio okay. when she moved. Um, okay. and so, yeah, that was awesome. But then, uh, they, we had to move out of the studio space. Um, and anyway, so my, everything that I had in there, cause I had like my sewing machine, I had my racks, I brought all my clothes there whatever. I was basically just trying to make a space. I could do my fittings and keep all my stuff and do all my That's work great. outside of my house. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, when, when we had to get kicked out of the, building then I had to bring everything home and then I had to get a storage unit and stuff and I was having a hard time finding a studio that was like what I needed it to be yeah so for the like last little while yeah like everything all my work has just been like at home and so there's really no separation and then on top of that the mental element of it of like not being able to like turn your brain off like especially if you know you feel like something's not going your way or something like yeah I definitely have a hard time with like with with uh, yeah with not taking it like home and I know yeah. Mike feels that too oh so that's
1: honestly that's the biggest thing for me right now I don't really have that much work-life balance yeah yeah Marina feels the same way you know? yeah it's yeah like, yeah. so but but yeah
0: uh, and then and then the other thing that I would say about like something I wish that I knew (laughs) I got to I got to bring myself back
1: yeah
0: um is the freelancer blues of like oh
1: my gosh
0: Is like when you when you're working you're so busy and you're like when am I gonna get a break and then you get a break and you're like am I ever gonna work again (laughs) (laughs) you're like that's it I'm over
1: literally last week I was panicking yeah. yeah, Yeah. no, for real. No, for like, real, for real. It's I have like,
0: any time, any time there's a slow period. It's like, well, that's it. It was a good run, but <laughs> <laughs> we're done now. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and everyone I've talked to, like people that I, people that are like a lot older than me that have been doing this for, for many years, like they tell me the same thing. Like, that's just kind of what working a freelance job is and I and it's really hard like because it really can take a toll on your mental health if you're like especially when you see other like social media is so tough because you see people working and you're like if you have like a slow period you're like oh why isn't it me like I suck whatever you know you can get really oh, in your head gosh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: I was telling a friend of mine that like I was having like a bit of a tough time just with that like just with the fear, and then the and then comparison, and then kind of forgetting like why I started in the first place, like what I was saying. And my friend John, um, he goes by Jay Hutton, amazing musician. Check him out at Jay Hutton. Uh, he was talking to me about how he started uh, reading the book The Artist Way, and he actually got me a copy of it. Have okay. you? Have you? H- I don't think so. So it's like um, it's a book where it has like daily prompts. Um, writing prompts and stuff okay. and it's basically like um, trying to get creatives to fi- refine your like more spiritual connection to your creativity and, oh, okay. and remembering that like all of the outside noise is just like it's just noise but like if you have like a love for something and you're passionate about something like
1: mm-hmm.
0: that will be prevail you know like stick to it because it's it's not about like you know it's not about who's doing what in this moment or like who's ahead or whatever it is it's like it's just like do you enjoy what you're doing do you feel you have something to add to what you're doing totally if so keep going and Mm -hmm. like yeah he recommended this book so
1: where do you see yourself like in like five years or ten years
0: I don't know. And that's funny because I feel like it is a really common question. Yeah. But I don't know, like, I because I don't really, I feel like I often, well, when it, when I get busy, I'm, like, just thinking about the date. Like, <laughs> what's my next week going to be? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But...
1: I haven't even asked myself this question. Yeah. Ever, I think.
0: <laughs> I guess, like, I guess basically, like, honestly, what I was just saying of, like, doing, like, having... um. A role where it's like I'm doing this, but in like kind of a bigger capacity, where mm-hmm. like I have a team and like, um, and like already like I'm starting to get work where I'm able to bring on assistants and stuff, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and so being able to like build like a team and like um and people that I can work with that I trust and stuff, and because I find that like personally or er, styling is very quite personal, and I I have a really hard time. Letting other people help me, to be honest with you, sure. and so I would like to get to a point where, like, yeah, I can have people that I can count on, and I don't even necessarily have to be here if I'm traveling or something. and Then, like, I have people I can yes. rely on. Yes. So, yeah, just doing like that would be where I see myself is just like doing this in a in a bigger capacity on jobs that I'm super passionate about, and I think moving more into film would be would be the move for me because I really love. Working on a story, kind of from start to finish, and being able to build characters' wardrobes and, and a whole whole like Whoa. world.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. Even just to think about that, it's so awesome. Yeah. Like I don't know, dressing. Uh, yeah. I don't know for like seasons and seasons, like that's like amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. cool,
0: right? Because you get to follow characters and you get to like. Uh, did you watch White Lotus at all?
1: No, which is what? on my list. I know it's on my list. You're like
0: it's the on one person list. I didn't. Know. I know,
1: I know. <laughs> I know. I, I've been, I've been on like some flights recently, and, and White Lotus is on like the Air Canada like thing that you can watch. Okay. Which I didn't press play, but
0: check it out. It's it's good. Like it is really good. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd yeah. say. And then, well, there was a character in it where like she kind of I can't remember her name right now, but like uh, she has very kind of like hectic wardrobe. Like her style is very kind of like thrown together and like mm. always like kind of clashing in different patterns and all this stuff and like like all, there was a lot of like discourse online about it like like mm. so-and- so's wardrobe is like crazy like she has such bad style all this stuff and and I was watching the costume designer talk about it and she's like that was a choice like she's in a place in her life where she's very like kind of lost and confused and like I wanted her wardrobe to feel like that reflection of her sure yeah and that totally makes sense right yeah, yeah, yeah. but like actually being able to like bring that to life and like put together pieces that aren't necessarily like aesthetically pleasing in a way like I find that really cool it's like almost like like Mike and I talk about this a lot because he's helped me with a few of my jobs and stuff and it's like funny going from like styling um, musicians where it's like you know you obviously you want them to look like their best and like and and like really cool and yeah, yeah, sure. and everything looks great and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But sometimes when you're working on film, there's characters that they're they shouldn't look good. Their yeah, wardrobe sure, shouldn't yeah, yeah. be nice. Yeah, 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 Their shirts yeah, exactly. should be like 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 crumpled and like stained and all yes, this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like just something that I like my brain had to like realize because when I first Exactly. Yeah. When I first started doing it, I was like, yeah, forgetting that like, oh yeah, this shouldn't be you know, always yeah, perfect. Totally, so.
1: totally. Um, where do you think styling is going? Styling, just general, maybe even like the fashion industry. It's a very general question here.
0: Well, it's interesting now with TikTok, right? Yeah. Because, it's it's funny what we were talking about earlier with like how I was like I didn't really know it was a job. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like everyone actually kind of does know it's a job, but it maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like. People get one kind of idea of it as you do online, sure. you know. But yeah, I yeah, see yeah. a lot of TikTokers now being like, you know, I like talking about like being a stylist and stuff, and which is also, I guess, cool because it's now a platform where like people can see that you can like make a living at doing different things. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah. So I don't know. It's funny because there's a lot of like this, uh, like. I see a lot of trend forecasters and a lot of stylists yeah, and all yeah, this sure. stuff on TikTok. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. would say, like, it's going in a direction where it's becoming very, um, there's a lot of people wanting to do it, I guess. Sure, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's be, it's, no,
1: I, I feel like it is becoming more of a thing on the forefront of culture. Yeah. Just in general.
0: yeah. And they then agree. like trends are cycling so quickly yeah, because, yes, yeah. you know, we see so much online and then it's like, oh, this is cool. And then a week later, it's not cool anymore and yeah, stuff, you yeah, know, yeah. which I, I have to like sometimes say to people like, you know, what you see online, it, it's a lot of like people being like, this is cool and this is not. It's a lot of judgment. And yeah, it's yeah. like,
1: it's all subjective too.
0: It's all subjective and it's like yeah don't take it too much to heart I would say because yeah, yeah. you know at the end of the day like personal style is it I th- obviously as a stylist I find it very important to have your own style and mm-hmm. sometimes when you're fed so much of like this is cool and this is trendy and this is what everyone's wearing then it's like there becomes kind of one look and it's like well that's not really like that's you not know the if, point. yeah exactly yeah, yeah, like yeah. if everyone's yeah. looking the same then yeah, it becomes I just a little, little yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, it comes yeah, totally. a little bit like non. Um, it lacks inspiration, I yeah. guess.
1: What's different now than when you started, kind of in the in the styling, fashion, even just working with artists industry, like w- just even from like a, a a general just industry thing.
0: Yeah,
1: what are some of the, like the biggest thing or just one thing that has changed tremendously? Yeah, since w- when you started.
0: Well, one thing that's changed a lot that I've noticed is in the last couple of years is when I started, it was like there was no budget for um, for rentals or like buying or, or anything. Yeah, so yeah. it was like you literally could only buy and return to, to like right. box stores <laughs> sure, yeah. or or I was out of pocket for a lot of stuff or I was having to find a way to like. And so what I would do a lot is I would go to the thrift store and I'd find cool stuff for really cheap. When it was cheap, it's not so cheap anymore at, like, Valley Villages and stuff, so that's yeah. why I have to find other ways to do it. But, um, but yeah, now that people are, like, realizing, A, vintage is much cooler, thrifting is much cooler, it allows you to have a personal style and not mm. be wearing the same thing as everyone else. And just, like, um, environmentally, like, people are, like, yes. opening their eyes to how bad it is. Like, if you're buying a million things from, like, h H&M, Zara, whatever, it's ending up in the landfill. And I think that this is a conversation that, like, a lot of people that are passionate about vintage clothing are having this conversation now. Yeah, And so because of that, like, now, like, I won't even accept a job unless there's, like, a budget for um, rentals or purchases. Sure. Because I just, I'm like, I'm not going to go and, like, buy a whole wardrobe from... The mall, and then feel I can't feel good about my styling mm, by doing it that yeah, way. Yeah,
1: totally, totally. Then
0: yeah. I also have to say this that like people are now doing all of these like TikTok hauls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even though you're shopping like thrifted and vintage, overconsumption is still a problem.
1: Yes, yes. Oh you my know what gosh. I mean? People that like go thrifting like three times a week, it's like,
0: well, and then because you're just getting rid of all of that clothes anyway, Yeah, yeah, yeah you totally, know what totally. I mean? Like, I really believe in like, like buy smart, like buy like you can thrift, like I, I love to thrift, like but half my clothes goes goes to artists that I work with and stuff, you sure. know. So my yeah. my wardrobe's always like you know being recycled cool and though. stuff, but which is a, I guess a cool idea. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but um, but yeah, like. I don't know if you're like going and like you're buying like so much thrifted stuff it's like you're never going to appreciate what you have. Yeah. So mm-hmm. So yeah. I just Good feel like yeah, it. being like smarter about what you're buying and stuff is like important.
1: Yeah. What's currently missing in that scene in the in just like the styling scene in general or even just like just the industry? For for you what's missing? Um
0: I think that like stylists are becoming more normal and like more like people are more aware of like the need to have like um stylists and people that are like in that kind of world but I would say that like it is still hard sometimes with like getting proper rates and and stuff mm-hmm. um I think that like at the end of the day a lot of people in certain positions like still see it as like a non-necessity sort of mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know, a lot of times for, like, artists and stuff, when they are when they have a stylist and they always, like, have, like, killer wardrobes or whatever, like, people will take note. Like, I, I've gotten a lot of calls from people being, like, um, I love how, like, Valley is always wearing really cool, like, um, vintage stuff, whatever. Mm. Like, I want this, whatever. And, it, but it becomes part of their brand, right? Yeah. And it's important. It's, it's like, it's like what, it's, it's like, like how Becca's, you know, so important to like so many artists, mm. right? And like what she does, with, like her photos. Yes,
1: yes, but, yes. But yes, all yes. of these
0: behind the scenes things, like I think photography is like a little bit more like recognised, but I think a lot of these behind the scenes things, like people, people maybe like forget how important it is. And it is important. We're all like working towards the same thing to like make these artists feel and look as best as they can.
1: I would yeah I would argue that styling is almost just as important as photography because they're in the shot anyway you know the, the, yeah. these pieces these garments are still in 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 these shots yeah and the way that the artist is feeling in that in 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 these 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 clothes are also reflected in how they are acting how they look how their confidence yeah. in these pictures as well and like it, it's
0: and it's all, all part of a community right yes, because if I yeah,
1: yeah
0: like if I put people in like um in something from a shop and I tag them or whatever like I know that that's good for like the shop and if oh my gosh if bands and artists yes. and stuff shout out like who they're wearing and stuff like yeah. it's huge for them you know and so we can all we can all work together to like make make all of our lives better yes
1: I totally agree that's why I that's why I wanted to start this podcast yeah. where it's like I don't Want it to be like just so gate kept anymore.
0: No, I agree. Like,
1: what is happening? I agree. You know, it's like, why can't we share like other people that are like, I talked about this in, uh, I don't remember whose podcast episode it was anymore, which is good Um, (laughs) that we're sort of blurring the lines now. But we were talking about how people for so long. We're so proud and still are about being like, I did this project and I'm the only one who did this project and I don't want to share any glory or whatever. I know. And I mean, it's still the thing. Yep. But it's like, why?
0: I think. Like, I get it. Yeah.
1: But like, it's like, it's just like, let's just all share the, you know, the fruits of the labor or whatever.
0: But again, it like comes back to that topic of like the business of it because it's like, Because we have all decided, or anyone that works in this um, business, it's like we've decided that we're going to try to make a living off of this thing. That's very hard to make a living off of, you know? And I think that because of that feeling that we all get of, like, oh, I I need the work, or if I don't work, then, like, how am I going to survive and stuff? Which is scary, you know? And, But I do think that, it like, there can be this competitive thing of, like... Oh, my gosh, yeah. You feel like there's like not enough to go around kind of and Totally. And I really like I really don't feel that way and I and I also it just it ruins the whole experience, you know, when we're all kind of feeling like we have to push people aside to get to the top. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't believe that you can actually get to the top that way. I I really don't. Yes,
1: no, I don't agree is I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> I well. don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree completely. Like burning these bridges? Like what? No. Yeah, yeah, and not necessarily that you're bur- you don't burn a bridge if you don't like tag somebody on a social post or whatever, but it does like it does affect in a way, um, and I think burning bridges is the worst thing that you could do now. Yeah, in 2023.
0: And I'll also say to that point of like tagging and stuff, it's like if you know if people are working for you, and we all know it's like hard like it's hard to make money it's hard to ask for proper rates and stuff yeah if someone's working really hard for you like the least you can do is tag them and so many times like creatives don't get like the recognition like whether it's stylist whether it's set designer whoever it is and I a part of me understands that like you know if it's an artist or whatever it is like they're the focus but at the same time it's like help out help out your community because yes. we'll all thrive together yes and
1: it'll come back too yeah yes totally totally agree anyway
0: so, do your shout outs do your tagging yeah,
1: yeah. share the <laughs> podcast if you share like the it podcast. <laughs> what should stylists know about more or learn more about
0: it is important to have um certain skills like I've had assistants that like can't I don't necessarily feel comfortable like sewing up like dress pants and stuff like this and there's a like a certain stitch you should do like when you're like altering like um, a dress pant right so that's not seen on the other side just there's certain things that I feel like and again I think because styling is becoming something that's more talked about and more regular and people feel like it's accessible more accessible like it's yeah. a little bit easier to like like get or know how to get into the job or something but I will say like it is really important when you have those skills to back it up and it, it opens up your opportunities right like because then you you don't have to worry like if you're like working with someone and there's a last minute change that needs to be met you can do it like And then, you know, talking about getting into film and stuff like that's super important that you're able to do that on set. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say like, yeah, like it's, it can sound like, I feel like styling can sound cool, cooler maybe than it is, to be honest with you. Yeah, sure. And I think that like, I think it's easy to sometimes get wrapped up in the like, oh, what, what's cool about it Mm -hmm. when in reality it's like. But there are a lot of things I do feel like you should know in a professional, like in a professional oh my way. Gosh. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it, yeah,
1: especially in these uh, in these creative jobs that are could be typically more accessible. Yeah. In the sense of, I think you agree with me in saying that, like it's 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 almost a trend now. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I can style. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, but can you fix something
0: yeah <laughs> like, or or just you know knowing kind of the ins and outs of, of like you know if you're if you're interested in being a stylist and you've never like um been to a costume house or something sure like that's where like assisting and like learning about the etiquette and how it works and mm-hmm. stuff is yes. important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are all of these things in the industry that like you I do think it's important to do your work beforehand like like learn from people and mm-hmm. and like and like listen to people that have done it before you because mm-hmm. it'll make your life a lot easier. Yeah. Just just learn about what you're wanting to get into, you know, and yes. respect the, respect the job because you know then it only it only makes it better for all of us that are you know if if everyone is like if people are stylists and but they're all really amazing and add something and whatever it makes everyone look better in in the industry you know
1: yeah 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 Where yes, yeah
0: like so but you're i guess are representing
1: a craft I when mean, you're, when <laughs> you're you're representing a your craft when you're working as that role yeah but it's also so.
0: funny how like when you like get older like it's like I remember like being like 19 being on my first set and like (laughs) and I just had this like I was I guess I was always a little anxious but like I, I had this like confidence that was like I just felt like I could do anything you know what I mean and it's like you get older and like I think because you learn more and the more you know the more you realize you don't know and it's like I don't know. It's funny. I, I, I really admire that, like, the young confidence that you have when you're, like, starting out. I think yeah. it's cool.
1: <laughs> I laugh about, like, the confidence I had at, like, 16.
0: Yeah, I know. And <laughs> you're like, like what? what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. And I look, yeah, yeah, oh, God, yeah. I know. I look back and I'm like, oh, geez, I don't know. I,
1: yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But it's also coming to terms with that, too. Yeah. I think it takes a while and some maturity to be, like, like you said, it's, like, the more you learn, the more you don't know. Yeah. Or, or, sorry, the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't know anything about what you're doing. Yeah. Which is, like, oh, my gosh. I like know. Every day is, like, uh, you gotta I have keep- to do this, I have to do that, I have to learn more about this, I have to research that to get better at this, I have to do that.
0: Exactly. It's, like, it's like if you want to keep doing this, though, you, got, you have to, like, stay on top of it and, like, better yourself at your craft and everything, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: All right, we're back last topic, Katie Goodfellow. It's the uh, the new game, which is for those who listen to the podcast, it's it's very similar to the produ- producers game, which is basically making your dream kind of um, project. In the case of the producer's game, it's your dream album. Um, but in the case of today it's called it's a new game called on Location. And I'm basically um, given giving Katie the uh, opportunity to basically, um, executive produce a shoot, basically, is is what what's mm-hmm. happening. In the sense that you get to pick all of these different things that uh, would encapsulate your dream either shoot
0: oh, no. or a
1: music video or something like that. Um but it's basically
0: This is like okay, I have to tell you, this is like my worst nightmare. Oh because, my gosh. No, like seriously, because like I'm like the most indecisive person like ever. And and also like I'm like I, I still get the thing where I'm like, oh my God, do you want to work with me? That's like, that's, that's amazing kind of thing. Like I sure. never think, I, I don't really know who my dream anything is. Cause I just feel like a lot of them's fortunate to get the job. So sure. I'm like not <laughs> thinking about it. Well,
1: we can take our time with this. <laughs> okay. But it's, it could be with anybody. Okay. Liv- living or dead, whatever. Oh, I even no. have a, I have an era thing going on here. So for those who, who know a the, 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 the little bit about the process here, but. Uh, for on location, I'm I'm giving Katie the option for artist, creative director, um, like director of photography or person shooting the music video or photography, photography session, whatever. Um, who's styling it could be you. Uh, the location, the city. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've seen it in your eyes right now. Where you're like, oh my god. I'm
0: like, I don't um, know.
1: The era, budget for a brand or if it's a campaign or something um
0: you know this is a very like this is very difficult no yeah yeah, i know yeah, it no, it it's like, a challenge but like, it,
1: it 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 gets it gets me and people as well to know more about where your even just your references and your influences are okay. cuz it could be like styling could be like Alexander Queen
0: okay or like just like yeah, just yeah. like
1: random just some inspirations here for you okay <laughs> anyway, so we're, we'll we'll be back. We'll give her some time, then we'll be back. We'll record scratch back in, and uh,
0: okay,
1: give you some time to do this properly. Okay, okay. all right. Here cool. you go. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <Well>. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back, fourteenth episode of the Cloud Machine Podcast. Here with Katie Goodfellow. We're just finished, uh, the um, well, not finished, but. Katie just finished her on-location board. My task. Your task. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it wasn't too much of a task or an, or an ask for that for that matter. Um, but please present us uh, your board. And for those who uh, can't see it right now, we'll ha- also Which have to describe a little end. bit more.
0: Just so everyone knows, there's many cameras here, so I'm going to show it. all
1: of <laughs> them. <laughs> there you go. So... Please, yeah, artist? All right.
0: All right. So, w- we talked about Boy Genius earlier and I mm-hmm. said it'd be, it'd be cool to shoot with them. Yeah. Like, obviously I love them. So, so let's say that. Let's say they're the artist. Uh, all right. Creative director? You know I'm going to hold, hold it, it up
1: just right here. Um, so and again, so this is a f- f- is this a photo or is this a music video or is it
0: This what do you is think? A, What are you thinking? This is a this is a f- f- you know what? Let's say photo shoot and, and music video. Okay, we're doing it all.
1: Sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah, doing yeah. it all.
0: It's a big day. That's what and and so leading into the creative director role, I added in my friend Cat Cat Kwan there because, and you know what? That would make sense that we would do the photo shoot and the video because that's how we started. Like yeah. we would just do it all. Amazing. So, and then I actually added in my friend Connor Connor Young. He's um. Yeah, he's an, an amazing uh, sound tech and tour manager, and I added him in because he loves Boy Genius, and we're going to see Boy Genius <laughs> soon, you know. And I and, and I would like his his um his take on it, so I'll I'll throw him a creative direction role too. That's amazing. I was like yeah.
1: I was like the Connor Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Connor <laughs> yeah. Young.
0: Um.
1: It's amazing, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, DOP, uh, Kat Kwan, and Kyle Lauren, the Dream Team, uh, two of my favorite people. They recently got married. Um, Whoa. Congrats to them. Yes. Uh, styling, that's going to be me. Uh, Ariana, who, I might have spelled her name there wrong, she own her and her partner, um, they own Batch Vintage. Okay. And... You know she doesn't consider herself a stylist, but she's amazing at styling. Okay, and she finds like her and her partner—they both find amazing um, vintage that we could totally use for this shoot. So I'm throwing okay. her on Great. the styling board, and then uh, and then another stylist in the city, uh, Kayla. Her name, her handle is K or K Sit. I believe I'll have to, um, I'll have to. Uh, Check that, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> do you do a fact check here?
1: Um, sometimes, all right, that <laughs> but side. I do me- mention people in the description, okay, okay cool,
0: yeah, uh. Another very talented stylist in the city. Um, hmm. I'm a big fan of everything she does, and I and I just think she's uh, super rad. So let's let's bring her on there. It's going to awesome. be a good crew.
1: Okay, and you're bringing these people to uh, to the, the desert, desert, to what? the desert, and we're Arizona. going to Arizona
0: because that's where Kat and Kyle live, and Whoa. we've been talking about doing a shoot there for forever. Um, so we're going to Arizona and then era, we're going to do current day. Like what's, what's their, what's the next music thing that they're coming out with? Like sure. we'll make it happen for them. Yeah. Budget. Like, I don't know, as much as possible, yeah, like yeah, as yeah. much as they want to throw us. Sure. We're used to doing next to nothing. So yeah. like if they have a budget, great. Um, And then their brand, Boy Genius, like that's the brand, you yeah. know, like we're, we're going to do the whole thing for them. Yeah. So,
1: and then is it for a record or is it for some, is it a yeah, yeah, like, is it for, for their next single? Kind of yeah,
0: they, they just released a record. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out them. Um, and so maybe they have something else down the pipeline. Ooh. And maybe they're going to see this and give us a call.
1: Well, we know they're watching this. Yeah. So there you go. The dream
0: team. Like, <laughs> yes. screenshot that, people. Hey, that's, all right. Uh, that's huge. This is awesome. Thank you.
1: Thanks for doing this podcast. Thanks for having this is, me. This, this is, is how really how we fun. wrap it up. Thank you.
0: This is cool. Thanks for having me. And and sorry that maybe my answers were so long-winded. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> Very it's long okay. episode. <laughs> no, it, it's
1: all good. We, uh, honestly, like, uh, it was great to talk uh, styling with you and just yeah. all that stuff. Like, w- you're the first guest that I've had that works specifically in those roles. And uh, we're all about that here, just kind of shining a light on just other roles. And um, I would love to hear you off camera if you have any other suggestions for people that oh, could yeah. be could be on the pod. Um but yeah, thank you again so much. Cool, thank um, you. Thank you for those who are listening. Hope you uh, enjoyed yourself listening and uh educating yourself on uh on some of the creative industries that are happening now on the Cloud Machine podcast. Anyways, thanks again um and please interact with the the podcast. Please leave your comments, send your questions in. Uh we could even do like a little Q&A with Katie if ever.
0: Yeah, if ever. No hate comments, though. <laughs> you know that's my fear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, um, but yeah. Thanks again, and uh, hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Stay safe, everybody. Cool. Bye.